Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you for grace. I thank you for grace. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us again from darkness to light. Turn us from this power of Satan unto you. Unto you, Father. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. I want to say something. Jesus will not forsake you ever. He will never leave you. You leave him. Your parents may forsake you. Your husband or wife may forsake you. Your children may forsake you. All your friends may forsake you. Jesus will never forsake you. He cannot. He cannot. You forsake him. If you will stay with him. He has already been to hell for you. He's not afraid to get into the pit to drag you out. He is not afraid to do that. In fact, that's what he's here for. Amen? Now, I have a beautiful testimony, but I want us to go first to Romans 8.31. God has been encouraging us to pray, to believe, to get the things that he has paid for on the cross. In Romans 8.31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Have you ever meditated on that? If God be for us, and you say, well, God's not for me, you're listening to the devil. You're listening to the devil. If God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus died for all. Are you part of all? You have to be. Even if you don't want to be part of all, you're still part of all. You're still in that all. Verse 32, he that spared not his own son, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Do you see that word all? The Father, Jehovah in heaven, delivered up his own son for you. For you. It has nothing to do with what country you're from. It has nothing to do with what ethnicity you are. It has nothing to do with what gender you are or aren't. He died for all. He died for all. And the Father delivered him up. It says, how then shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We know that Jesus paid for our peace on the cross, the punishment, the correction, whatever it took for our peace, our welfare, our prosperity, our health, our safety was all paid for, paid for on the body of Jesus. And he willingly went there. And he willingly gave his life up for us. 
He willingly gave his life up so that we would have these things. No, we don't deserve them. No, we didn't even ask for him. But Jesus did it anyway. Anyway, out of love. And the Father sent him out of love. And you know what the Father wants us to do? He wants us to believe him. To seek him. To go after the promises that Jesus so died for, was buried for, and rose again for. He already got it for you. You just have to go get it. You have to believe him. You have to pray. You have to get the promises. You know, the apostle Paul said to seek the kingdom. Oh, Jesus said to seek the kingdom. Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on those promises. We have to fight for them, but they are ours. I want us to go to Luke 18 and listen again to what Jesus said. He is speaking this to us over and over because you know what? We're lazy. If it doesn't happen in two days, we quit. We quit. Ah, it wasn't mine. It wasn't God's will. Nah, the healing's not for me. We are lazy. Luke 18, 1. And Jesus spoke a parable unto them to this man, this end, that men ought always to pray. Ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to faint. Oh, I don't feel like it anymore. Who asked you how you felt? I do not see the words in here about how we feel. Do you know that the scripture cannot be broken? We know that. We know that God's word is from everlasting to everlasting. We know that God will keep his word. He can't lie. He cannot lie. If he promised us prosperity, he has to give us prosperity. Well, why aren't I prosperous? Because you won't believe and you won't fight the good fight of faith to get it. It said, and he said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. We don't want to faint. We don't quit. We keep at it and keep at it and keep at it until we get it. Saying, there was in the city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of my adversary. She needed something. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, she has become a pest. I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. I'll give her what she wants so she'll shut up. Did you know that Jesus is saying that's the good thing? That's what we're supposed to do? Do you see that's what we're supposed to do? Do you see that's what we're supposed to do? Become a pest. I had a gray cat once. Her name was Offley. My last name then was Small. She was awfully small. She's a little thing. When she was hungry, she would pester you 
and pester you. She would follow you around to wherever you were, meowing. Meow, 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 meow. You'd go in the bathroom, she'd stick her hand under the door. Meow, meow. You'd go in the kitchen, she'd tap you on the knee while you were peeling potatoes. Meow, meow, meow. Finally, one day I said, all right, all right, I'll give you some extra food. I put it in her bowl. You know what the Lord said to me right at that minute? He said, I wish you were like your cat in prayer. I wish you were like your cat in prayer. Awfully got what she wanted. She said, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. This is Jesus speaking. This is our Messiah. This is our example. This is our Savior telling us how to get what we need. Jesus right here is telling us how to get what we need. It says, and shall hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Avenge. Get them what they need which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. You know what that verse says? He's going to, he's, you know, the father is long-suffering. He will put up with our sin. He will put up with our attitude. He will put up with our personalities. Why? Because he loves us. And right here he says, it doesn't matter how we are. He's going to give it to us anyway. Shall not God avenge his own elect? Are you born again? You are elect. You are an elect. You can't get born again on your own. God has to bring it to you. And if you are not born again, you need to be. Oh, you need to be. So the promises can be yours. Do you know that Jesus told the Catholics they have to be born again? Do you know that Jesus told the Methodists they have to be born again? Do you know that Jesus told the Muslims, you must be born again? You must be. It doesn't matter what religion you're in, you must be born again. Get out of the religion, get to Jesus. All right? Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Thank you, you bear long with me. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Now look at this next phrase. I remember when Dole taught this. And my eyes were open. He said, nevertheless, this is Jesus speaking. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Do you know what he just said there? He said being a pest is faith. He's saying if being a pest is faith. Crying day and night to God till you get with your need. Jesus is saying, shall he find faith on the earth? He's saying this is faith. This is faith. I was talking to our sister in Canada, Marty. God bless Marty. That woman got this word in her heart. She has a son. She has two sons, and they both have sons, little toddlers. One of her sons did not have a place to live in British Columbia. And he needed a place for him. He had a job. He had money, but no place to live. 
And he had his son with him, just he and his son. He had to find a place to live. It is worse in British Columbia, believe it or not, to find a place to live than it is in Texas right now. Dallas, it's almost impossible. It is tough to find a place to live, and prices are going sky high. Well, the same thing, only worse in British Columbia. Marty said, you have a 99.5% chance of not finding a place to live. There are none. They said people are overbidding the houses and the apartments just to find a place to live. She said they are on Facebook begging, begging for a place to live. They're non-existent. Now she's got a son that has to find a place to live. And he's got a little boy. He's got the job. He's, he got, God did a miracle for him that he could have the toddler with him. He, that he's got a job. That he's got a babysitter. Everything's cool. He just had no place to live. And they couldn't find any. She started believing this. And she started doing it. She started going after God. Saying my son needs a place to live. And she started being a pest to God. And you know what the neat thing is? God's working in the son's life. And he started praying, I need a place to live. It is impossible to find a place to live. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. And Marty knew that. She went after it. Becoming a pest to God. Oh, the power of God, the love of God. He wants us to be pests. He wants us to be in his face day and night. He wants us to be there. Why? He knows that's how the only way we're going to get the promises. You know what happened? He not only found a place to live, an apartment... He found it at the going rate, a good rate, a good rate he could afford. Not, not only that, it's on the ocean front. He looks out the window and sees the ocean. Not only that, it's right next to a park for his two-year-old. God did exceedingly above and beyond they could have asked or thought. He not only got a place to live, he got the best place to live. That is our God. That is the love of our God. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have the best. He's your father. I had a father. My father wanted me to have the best. So does your father. But you gotta go get it. You've gotta Take what Jesus said and do it. You got a need in his face, day and night, till you get that need met. I've been there. I've done it. I am where I am today because I was day and night in his face saying, you have to deliver me. You have to come and get me. You have to fix this situation. You have to give me the money I need, whatever I needed. You know what? That's why I'm here today. I learned what Jesus taught. 
You can do the same. If you are not born again, you need to be. Just read the newspapers. Get online. You need born again. You need to be ready for when Jesus is coming. It is not difficult. It has nothing to do with your religion. It has nothing to do with your color. It has nothing to do with your country. Jesus said you must be born again, and he died for all. How am I born again, you say? Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Lead me. Guide me. Show me the gospel. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Welcome to the family. Amen? Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.